Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. another episode of the podcast. I just have a few different environmental holidays to talk about briefly and then we'll go on to the next segment. One of the first environmental holidays is World AIDS Day. It occurs every December 1st every single year. The second environmental holiday is World Conservation Day which is on December the 3rd and it first started back in 2009. Number three is World Soil Day, and so it occurs a few days after World Conservation Day on December the 5th. And then the fourth is International Volunteer Day, which is also on December the 5th. Headlines from the Hemispheres is the next segment, and it's where I cover all types of environmental news all across our wonderful big blue planet. And one of the first stories is out of New Zealand, and it happens to do with a volcano and a few charges. New England charges 13 parties over deaths at White Island Volcano. And NPR.org had a story, and again, this is out of New Zealand. So this is a kind of a, a crime uh, headline, and it's related to um, some killings uh, that were happening. And the government of New Zealand had filed charges over this volcano eruption that killed 22 people on White Island back in 2019. And it said that those who were uh, operating um, uh, in the way that brought the tourists to the island, they failed to meet certain health and safety rules regarding the active volcano that was present. So officials, they say that 47 people were on the island when the volcano erupted in the uh, part of the afternoon on December the 9th, and it had a a huge um, cloud of ash and toxic gas and rocks, and it shot them thousands of feet into the sky. Um, you know, no one probably knew that this would happen, but it did. And rescue crews, they were rushing to find survivors. And also recovery teams, they spent roughly about two weeks trying to find victims. So WorkSafe had charged 13 parties in Auckland District Court uh, and the 10 organizations and three people. So nine of the groups... Uh, were uh, charged with failing to ensure the health and safety of workers and others, while the other is charged with failing to control a workspace. Each of those charges carries a maximum fine of more than $1 million. Next up is some uh, info regarding uh, children and how household-grown foods uh, are better for them. Household-grown foods leads to improved health for children. And ScienceDaily.com had this story, and it is out of the UK from the University of Anglia. And the research really did uh, go above and beyond it, looking at both low- and middle-income countries and trying to show um, whether uh, mothers who grow their own food, um, they had children who were better prepared for um, facing things like preventing uh, stunting of growth, wasting of food, and um, their children being underweight. Their children's food was more varied, and of course that means that their children, of course, getting a whole array of different classes of food nutrients, 
better variety and a more diverse diet. And the study is entitled Impact of Home Food Production on Nutritional Blindness, Stunting, Wasting, Underweight, and Mortality in Children, a Systematic Review of Meta-Analysis of Controlled Trials, and is published in the journal Critical Reviews of Food Science and Nutrition. The team from the Norwich Medical School and the School of International Development at the UEA they analyze several different types of studies. Again, this is a, a big, huge analysis uh, of uh, women um, and those that were introduced to home farming and growing from home from several different countries, from African countries and Asian countries such as Nigeria, Ghana, India, Cambodia, Mozambique, Uganda, Kenya, and Burkina Faso. So the home farming uh, really, uh, really uh, increased where you had a lot of women who were growing brightly colored vitamin E rich vegetables and fruit, sweet potatoes, and also those who had chickens too, they were farming those as well. The health of the women's children were assessed over the next year or so. And the children of uh, the women were introduced to home farming. They did better than children of other women uh, that were, uh, in that case, um, they were less likely uh, to suffer from wasting, stunting, and being underweight. Fun fact, approximately 250 million preschool children are still vitamin A deficient, according to the World Health Organization. Vitamin A deficiency is the main global cause of of preventable childhood blindness with about 2.8 million preschool age children at risk of blindness. And lastly is a story out of Australia and happens to do with one of my favorite environmental issues of all time, recycling and waste. Bin shaming, the fine line between recycling education and community alienation. And The Guardian had this piece, and again, it's from Australia, specifically a Sydney council, and they're really going through it because they have instructed under this new program for their staff to inspect their residences' uh, garbage bins and leaving notes with information about how they can better recycle. Uh, in my county specifically, uh, here in Maryland, that is something that is done and it's been done for a few years and it kind of puts attention and responsibility on the consumer because there are already instructions, you know, on the bin. So it's like, why is there potential con uh, contamination or misinformation about uh, what's in the bin, you know, happening? So it's all about a little bit about accountability and informing the public. But in Australia, they had it so that um, as it pertains to household recycling, uh, contamination is a huge problem for them, and they know this. And so even if there are a few non-recyclables uh, in the bin, a whole entire truck's worth of goods is going to the landfill. So in an effort to try and reduce contamination, the Randwick Council, uh, they are home to this type of beach, Kongi Beach, and they began the program in uh, fall of uh, November uh, 2020, and they made it so that the inspectors could look at the residents' uh, bins, and if there were any non-recyclables that were found, they were left with tags or left behind with information on how to best improve the recycling going forward. The program is part of the council's plan to divert 75% of waste from landfill by 2022. Cities all around the world are experimenting with different types of ways to eliminate or reduce entirely recycling contamination, which is really good. And one of those methods includes utilizing shame. In the Christchurch City Council in New Zealand, not too far away, they've been placing a large gold star on the curbside wheelie bins of successful recyclers. So it's a little bit of a reward system there. Uh, they have uh, warnings that are left on bins of residences of residents who uh, fall short of uh, their waste three times, and if they cannot be trusted uh, with successfully um, recycling their products and their waste, then they confiscate the bin. The bin is confiscated. So this has led to the percentage of 
uh, recycling trucks able to head to the sorters nearly 80%, which is really good. And in San Francisco, a ways away here in the U.S., comparatively, uh, those who put uh, recyclables in regular waste bins are liable for a fine. The measure has helped the city achieve 80% waste diversion by 2012, with a goal of zero waste by the end of 2020. So with this podcast episode, I'm going to break down great information from treehugger.com, and it's going to be a source for a lot of different podcast episodes uh, as of recently, because this is the time where I break down and talk about, you know, the top 10s or the top 20s um, favorite uh, types of products, and they're really sustainable products or different lists that make sense, things that can apply to your life, you know, which uh, products best suit you and recently with this podcast episode I wanted to focus on uh, makeup because almost 70% of the listeners of Green of Thoughts are women and so I thought to put us first and talk about makeup um, and on any level um, you know any um, women of age you know 18 plus sometimes even younger uh, young girls are experimenting with makeup But, of course, you should know what you're really getting into with makeup. Not all of it is the same, of course. There are different kinds of makeup, different brands of makeup, different ingredients of makeup. And so now you can be exposed to what's really going on your face. You'll be shocked, maybe disgusted. Maybe you'll be wary of your favorite makeup and question it, you know, especially if it's more mainstream. And that was the the focal point of this uh, selection of this topic is that I wanted you to you know question your old makeup and look forward to new fresh brands that I'll mention a bit later and new natural ingredients and try to have you have healthier skin if you're having problems with it uh, or this could be a resource for you to come back to or share with your friends or you know someone who maybe is looking for the perfect makeup solution and they want something more uh, holistically uh, sustainable and it's regenerative and it's better for the environment uh, the ingredients break down they don't have to worry about breakouts or allergic reactions or any toxic side effects or anything like that concerning their more organic makeup. There are options out there and we'll talk about those a little bit later. But I first want to talk about all the things that we uh, see in makeup, especially those that are a bit more popular or you know have been around for a long, long time. So we're going to look at what's actually put in your products. And we're going to start with the uh, conchineal beetles. So if you've ever seen the word carmine on your product label, it's probably from the cochineal beetle. And so these beetles, when crushed, they are a, a, a type of red color, kind of a richy, rich um, red color. And they're native to Mexico, and when they're crushed, they release this red dye. It's really potent. Um, and PETA has says uh, that 70,000 insects are crushed to produce one pound of dye. That's a lot of tiny beetles. And it's an issue for vegans, of course. So if you are aware of maybe makeup or lipstick even, because lipstick is a top um, offender of having this ingredient sometimes, then you'll see it on the container um, Carmine. Um, and that's what is in the carmine. It's these cochineal beetles. Number two is snail ooze. Snail ooze is what you'll find if you take a look at your conventional anti-aging or acne products for this one. So it's a mucus-like secretion that is marketed for those who have acne primarily and as a treatment for acne, but it's supposed to also be good at healing scars and burns and being deeply uh, moisturizing for your skin so even though those seem like great pros it's still gross to even think about snail ooze being in a makeup product number three is infant foreskin yes the the foreskin of tiny infants babies that you know have been uh, you know birthed their foreskin 
uh, Baby Foreskin um, from Little Boys um, is um, that protein, it contains a protein that is the uh, epidermal uh, growth factor or EGF. I never heard of it before that time, Um, but it's really known about in like high-end spas and it has all these seemingly anti-aging and skin firming properties and um, you'll see it also um, being formulated uh, with other ingredients like um, human tissues like skin and kidneys and stem cells and and all these are taken from uh, newborn foreskins and they're cloned for cosmetic use which is pretty gross number four is mink oil I've talked about in a few different Um, headlines from the hemispheres about mink and the production of um, the slaughtering of uh, mink um, and for their skin and during the coronavirus there were thousands cold but mink has been used in cosmetics for a long time and hair products too since the 1950s and it is used because of the fat that's rendered from the mink carcass it's purified bleached and then deodorized and cosmetics and skin, it reports that the discovery um, of uh, mink has made uh, an incredibly soft um, after uh, killing the animals. So number five is uh, amber grease. Now people may pronounce it several different ways, amber grease or amber gris. Um, But it is a traditional fixture in a lot of expensive perfumes. And the specimen, this animal uh, that uh, the ambergris is uh, retrieved from or collected from is a sperm whale. It's ejected uh, by uh, sperm whales as a black slurry and it floats on top of the ocean surface and then it gets hard and solidifies like a rock and then it washes up on shorelines and beaches all over the world. Uh, ambergris is uh, valuable for uh, many reasons. It's been uh, valuable for millennia even since the days of the ancient pyramids uh, and those of uh, ancient uh, Egyptians and those from the Middle uh, Ages. And uh, even in um, uh, Parisian or or, um, French um, perfumers, they are known to use ambergris. Though, in the U.S., thankfully, it's no longer allowed in use, but international trade of ambergris is still legal and it still happens today. So, um... With uh, sperm whales, a quick fact regarding that is that the concern uh, of sperm whales is that because of you know trying to get this ambergris, their numbers have dwindled to um, uh, 350,000 from the height of 1.1 million uh, that was estimated to be their population before whaling became widespread. Number six, next to last, is tallow. Tallow is a hard, thick, fatty substance rendered from cow carcasses, and it's not technically considered toxic to human health, but it's an issue for vegans, and of course they don't, you know, allow the use and support the use of animal products, but Environment Canada has suspected that it's an environmental toxin because of the industrial agricultural uh, methods to produce it. And then lastly, plastic. Yes, you heard me right. Plastic is found in your makeup products. Uh, Say hello to Teflon because it's in conventional types of makeup products for sure. Uh, EWG, the Environmental Working Group, they found that Teflon was found in all types of products like foundation, sunscreen, moisturizers, uh, eyeshadow, bronzers, highlighters, facial powders, sunscreen, and other makeup supporting that um, mascara, anti-aging products, moisturizers, uh, around the eye um, cream products, blush, shaving cream, specifically in men's, 
also facial moisturizers and treatments, even brow liner and other eye makeup, which is scary because you put that stuff around your eyes and it's getting into your pores, you know, on your skin, you know, via the other products too, and it's just bad all around. Uh, microbeads, which are a form of plastic, are tiny, tiny pieces of plastic, and they're exfoliants, which uh, you'll see in um, products that aren't, of course, sustainable because they don't care about the environment when they have made the switch to use more natural exfoliants, um, like, you know, crushed coconut husks or something a bit um more coarse, like maybe, um, I wouldn't say charcoal, but apricot um, seed or willow bark or other types of exfoliants that are a bit more um, gentler and better for your skin. Because microbeads do not break down. Microbeads have been banned in a lot of countries all across the world, in places like Sweden and Canada and New Zealand and the UK, and also here in the US in several different states, which is a good thing. But their products uh, still persist. There are still products where you'll have microbeads in them, particularly makeup and lip gloss. So there's still a lot of ground to cover to eliminate microbeads entirely, but it's great that a lot of countries and US states are making the switch and have been already. Some products to avoid. If you want to avoid plastic or, or microbeads or any sort of derivative um, when it comes to plastic in your makeup is to look for polyethylene or polypropylene uh, type of ingredients. So it's it's great to find and learn about uh, makeup brands, especially recent ones or ones that are new and cropping up that are shifting and are trying to be um, more mindful and eco-friendly and cater to their customers and make sure that they're healthy. But sometimes there are companies that, you know, have uh, makeup ingredient lists that aren't necessarily vegan or non-toxic or safe. Even if a makeup brand, a new one, maybe it's, it's maybe black owned or woman owned or it's minority owned or uh, etc., or maybe it's mainstream and, you know, it's caught on uh, by um, social media and it's going like crazy. Even if it sometimes says it's vegan, um, some of the makeup ingredients, they are still um, toxic, um, literally. Like um, when I was checking out this brand from Princess Love, um, this is um, Ray J's wife or... You know, maybe they're going through it and maybe they'll not be together. I'm not sure. But I checked out her company and wanted to support it. Okay, it's a black-owned brand. It's women-owned. It's new. She loves makeup. She wears makeup. It seems like it's a, a great a company to support. I looked up some of the ingredients and they're derivatives of like oil or they're definitely not words I can readily uh, you know, pronounce easily, you know, and they're plastic derived or they're just not the other types of ingredients that are a bit better, like organic coconut oil or organic hemp seed oil or, you know, apricot seed oil. They're not, they're, you're, you're not getting those type of ingredients when, you know, you're looking at her products. And I was like, I'm not supporting this. So that just goes to show you that not all makeup ingredients are clear and concise or vegan, even though something, um, is, um, not, um, readily, uh, marketed as, is being used. It doesn't mean it's safe for you to use on your skin. Um, you know, some words they have, um, uh, they're called by different names. Um, plastics, for example, you'll have derivatives named several different things, um, and then petroleum-based um, ingredients, they're named several different things too, petrolatum, mineral oil, for example, among others. So you really have to be careful. And, you know, talc, for example, is technically uh, vegan because it has nothing to do with animals or um, being used off of um, uh, animals in any way, but it's used traditionally in ceramics and paints and in roofing. 
but you'll see that in uh, different makeup products or in baby powder. So you see, that's a prime example of a harmful ingredient, very toxic. Um, so it's, I wouldn't say it's a coincidence that a lot of companies, especially mainstream ones that I've gotten away with a long time, um, gotten away with putting ingredients in makeup that don't belong, but it's just something to be aware of. And I've seen it more and more. Um, and so sometimes you want to look for seals, um, of approval, uh, or those that are, you know, PETA approved or cruelty free, and they have the leaping bunny, um, stamp on them, things like that. Uh, when it comes to uh, cochineal beetles, I feel like those are close to home because if you live in certain parts of the U.S., you may see them or have seen them creeping through your um, sliding uh, cracks in your window, um, maybe close to your window seal opening. I don't know how they get inside, but these, I think, are the type of beetles that do, um, you know, release in mass that red dye that I was talking about, that carmine. Sometimes on products, um, sometimes they, they can be uh, conventional products like your L'Oreal um, uh, brands or Maybelline, etc. Um, they may read as saying may contain less than 2% of or may contain uh, titanium dioxide or um, they may uh, contain carmine and sometimes they'll have that listed on the product itself. So it's either in a small amount or it's it's listed plain as day on the uh, label for your makeup product. So sometimes you have to be aware of that too. Sometimes organic brands, they, they do have that listed on there. So you either have to be wary of that or maybe switch to another um, organic brand. Um, it does happen, but it's, it's something that they can improve upon, um, definitely. When it comes to microbeads, which we did talk about, they are bad overall, and there are many different reasons why. I did a whole podcast on microplastics, very similar to microbeads because they're almost one and the same. Microbeads are made up of plastic. They cannot be easily filtered in water, uh, wastewater treatment systems. Marine life can definitely eat them, especially tiny um, microorganisms, definitely. They do not readily break down, as I mentioned before, and they've been outlawed in several countries, as I mentioned before, and in several different U.S. states. So you know they're harmful. Um, I talked about uh, microplastics specifically in the podcast episode from May the 24th, 2020, uh, episode 157. Uh, this entitled Microplastics Make It Hard for Hermit Crabs to Rehome. It's a pretty popular episode. I'm really proud of it and glad that I talked about it. Um, but um, when it comes to organic makeup brands, they are picking up a storm. I do have a specific uh, Google Chrome folder because I have um, it's split up in different folders. I have like probably like more than 12 folders. And one of them is like an organic makeup folder. I have one that's um, of eco shoes, like environmentally and sustainable shoe brands. Um, some of them I've talked about on the podcast and others I hope to buy from in the future. Some of my favorites I've talked about in uh, the special segment, the Eco Company Spotlight segment. Um, and this is great. This is great that makeup brands are picking up and we're able to buy from them. I love that. Uh, I love that, um, they're getting the recognition that they deserve, um, and that there are alternatives out there. Like you don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to go with the mainstream or just because it's popular or just because your best friends or your, um, maybe your um, siblings or maybe your children, maybe they're fascinated with, you know, that new hot uh, cover girl uh, makeup, but it secretly, you know, uh, messes with their skin and causes acne or it's too oily or it's too expensive um, when you can go with some organic makeup and get them started in that. And, you know, they'll love that. They'll, they'll love the freshness of it, the um, ability to sometimes reuse the packaging or send it back and maybe get discounts towards um, future orders, etc. So you could, you could really um, uh, build up um, the um, trust in organic uh, makeup and see how it pays off in the long run. 
Um, I also want to talk about um, that there are derivatives or other names of tallow, which um, I, I, I know about tallow, but it has some secretive names to it. And it's just one of the different ingredients that I mentioned that, you know, you can find different names for it, like plastic too. There are several uh, hundreds of names for um, plastic, but with tallow, you'll find it as uh, like sodium tallowate and tallow acid or tallow amide or tallow amine or tallow with six or even tallow uh, glycerides or even tallow imidazoline. I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but imidazoline uh, tallow. So, you know, that just goes to show you the trickery um, of uh, animal derivative uh, wastes or products. Uh, some of my favorite makeup brands that I do use, um, I don't use them as often only because I'm not out and about where I have to put on makeup. And 98% of the time, I'm not wearing makeup. It's just I love my natural skin and just make sure it breathes and it's healthy. And I don't have to, you know, spend time getting dolled up for anybody um, except myself if I, if I want to. And uh, I, I have a few different range of um companies that I look forward to. Their products, Pacifica, I love Minted, I love Burt's Bees, and I love 100% Pure. Uh, there are a few other companies I love too, but I recently, um, not recently, I've, I've had their products for months now. Um, Minted, I've, I've bought their foundations and I did a whole review on them, um, definitely. And I love their stuff. I've done reviews on Pacifica and Burt's Bees too. Uh, Pacifica, I love how their packaging is just so just um it is uh more reusable like you can reuse and recycle the plastic but it's so fresh and uh alluring and it draws you to it and it's really pretty and they have great uh, scents and great uses for their products they have so much stuff everything from perfumes they have lip products they have some of their lip products uh, they have eyeshadows, blushes, you name it. And then Burt's Bees is like a staple in the environmental community, especially in the beauty community, um, or those who are in the natural beauty community. And I love their stuff. I've, I've loved their sh uh, shampoo and conditioner products. I love their uh, makeup products, like their lip gloss and um, their other type of uh, products too. I just love Bees and Burt's Bees stuff. And, um, you know, when it comes to minted, for example, uh, I love that with their lipsticks that are vegan and paraben free and non-toxic, uh, cruelty free, which is great. And they're made in the U.S. So a minted really goes above and beyond. Same thing with their facial products. They're also vegan and hypoallergenic, uh, hyper hypoallergenic and, um, dermatologist tested and also cruelty free. So there are companies that do go above and beyond. They're also a uh, woman-owned and uh, black-owned uh, um, black business. And so um, it's great to give back. You know, I, I talked about them um, back um, some a year or so or more back in uh, the Eco Company Spotlight segment for Black History Month. And so in February, uh, in Every February, even you know retroactively, etc. I talk about black-owned brands, and I'm glad to have talked about Minted. They're awesome. I need to be buying some of the full stock of their uh, foundations, but when the time comes, I will definitely do that. For now, I talked about you know the many products I bought from them. Great experience. Love them. The Mother Earth Minute is where I review in the next few minutes proactive things that we can do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. I think one of the bigger issues of the episode is that sometimes we may not know that uh, companies out there exist that are the alternative to what we've been used to. Um, you know, maybe your, your mother or your mother's mother um, has been a fan of her um, type of blush, but her blush is not so good for her skin. Her blush is causing her additional wrinkles or age spots 
or is derived from um, animals that you know shouldn't be in her blush. Maybe her blush um, will give her cancer because it was made back in the day, back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, and, and beyond. And they're still in production and still making that toxic blush. But she doesn't care because she's used it so long and, you know, her mother used it. And it's what she maybe can afford. Or maybe it's, you know, Estee Lauder or from another you know, brand or maybe a Nordstrom brand or Macy's brand, etc. And it's it's part of, well, you know, what makes her her. Um, but there are alternatives to that. She doesn't have to use, you know, what's out there just because. And so um, I really hope that this podcast episode was able to shine some light on the ingredients that are in makeup uh, today. And, you know, it's, it's scary because, you know, uh, with fragrance, for example, that's you know, right alongside makeup, it's been long used as um, something that's great to use to smell good, of course, but long ago, it was used, you know, for disinfection, and, you know, in ancient China, that's what they used to uh, use when it comes to uh, making things smell better and smell fresh. They used to use fragrance and perfume as a disinfector. Um, and perfume was so powerful, it could rid the room of disease. So back then, according to makeup.com, you know, there were alternative uses for, uh, beauty products today. Um, for me, I have reviewed, uh, many different, um, types of, uh, companies and their products in each eco company spotlight segment. And in other podcast episodes, like before, I've, I've done different reviews of them. So I, I'll just talk about some of the um, different uh, brands and companies I've talked about and my experiences of them. And then I'll get to the ama- amazing tips of the, uh, in no particular order, the um, organic makeup companies. So that you can get an idea uh, which ones, you know, uh, can replace the... Uh, different ones, the uh, toxic ones, the uh, seven ones that we talked about. So for every uh, toxic ingredient that I covered, I'll name an alternative one and and break that down uh, briefly so that you can get an alternative um, company to support. Um, So again, these are the the, um, brands and companies I've talked about previously. These aren't tips. But if you'd like to learn a little bit more about them, I talked about Pacifica and their products in the terribly toxic nine fruits and vegetables that can be dangerous. That's episode 33 from March 17, 2019. Uh, Minted, I talked about from the out of Africa came humans because of Earth's climate. That's episode 127 from February 9th, 2020. Bird's Bees is one of my earlier ones, too, from the Fountain of Youth, 10 Trusted Ways to Living Younger Plus New Price Giveaway. The giveaway has since closed. That's from episode 51 from May the 19th, uh, 2019. Bite Beauty, uh, which is one of the companies I'll um, briefly share with you a little bit uh, in a minute. I talked about them and reviewed them from the A New Enzyme to Keep Millions of Polyester Pollution at Bay. That's episode 109 from December 8th, 2019. 100% Pure. I love them. Uh, I talked about them in the Go Company Spotlight segment in the podcast episode, The Most Littered Plastic Item on the Planet. It's episode 78 from August 22nd, 2019. And then Alima Pure, very quaint, uh, great company. Uh, I talked about them from the EVs could cost compete conventional cars in only three years. That's from episode 43 from April the 21st, 2019. So I'm going to break down uh, some amazing, eco-friendly, sustainable makeup brands that you will love. The first is in no particular order. Axiology, A-X-I-O-L-O-G-Y. They um, have short, clean, vegan uh, ingredients and all all are also uh, cruelty-free. They're also palm oil-free. They are mostly organic with their ingredients such as castor oil, avocado oil, 
grapeseed oil, orange oil, neem oil, elderberry extract, vitamin E oil, sunflower seed oil, hemp seed oil, co uh, coconut oil, and other good for you ingredients. You can find out more about them on the website, axiologybeauty.com. That's www.axiobeauty.com. And you can just go to the About Us tab and then the Our Ingredients tab if you want to look at their full list of ingredients. Now, all these um, makeup companies I'm going to talk about, uh, I, I did specifically um, and put them on the list because um, they're some of my favorites and they have um, full transparent lists of their ingredients, which can sometimes be hard to find in, in researching a makeup brand, period. Now, Lima Pure, uh, they have uh, products that are free of parabens, uh, sulfates, thylates, dimethicone, petroleum, talc, bismuth, hydrooxine, uh, chloride, and nanoparticles, and they're absolutely never tested on animals. Some of their ingredients include avocado oil, argan oil, cellulose, carnauba wax, glycerin, evening primrose oil, grape leaf extract, hydrogenated cottonseed oil, aloe vera leaf extract, beeswax, and more clean ingredients. You can find out more about them on the website and buy from them on the website www.alimapure.com. That's A-L-I-M-A-P-U-R-E.com. And you can go to their About section and then go to Our Ingredients for their full list of ingredients in their products. Number three is Afterglow Cosmetics. Afterglow Cosmetics are really built on having ultra-natural ingredients that cater to women uh, when it comes to all types of skin conditions, whether you're uh, one who has uh, sensitive skin and all types of body types as well. And their entire line focuses on using certified organic ingredients and certified gluten-free and soy-free ingredients. Afterglow Cosmetics avoids commonly used irritating synthetic and natural ingredients, which yes, some natural ingredients can be sensitive to a certain um, types of skin um, uh, ailments or just people have sensitivities to natural ingredients, some do. Um, so they don't use a, a host of ingredients like polybutene, um, talc, soy, polyethyl, glycol, nylon, petrolatum, mineral oil, um, gluten, fragrance, carmine, and even more toxic ingredients such as a sample. Uh, you can uh, reach out and uh, buy their products on the website www.afterglowcosmetics.com and you can check out their uh, ingredients list fully at going to their about us section and then click afterglow cosmetics to check out their no-go list or their list of uh, ingredients that they do not have um, in their products number four is bite beauty bite beauty is a uh, of course, beauty powered by superfoods, according to them, and they have plenty of skin-loving ingredients for you. You can expect clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and gluten-free ingredients. And the good ingredients that they have in their products are things like pomegranate oil, passion fruit oil, volcanic minerals, orange peel wax, willow bark, fair trade organic brown sugar, coconut oil, wild African mango, old flower, grapeseed extract, and more amazing ingredients. All those sound yummy. And you can check out their amazing products on the website, www.bitebeauty.com. And you can uh, view their ingredients list fully in its entirety by clicking Our Clean Difference at the top of their webpage. Number five is Red Apple Lipstick Cosmetics. They uh, use a mix of responsibly sourced um, ingredients and allergen-friendly natural and synthetic ingredients to create cosmetics that perform beautifully. 
So they have ingredients that are fresh from their raw state and they are sourced responsibly, never tested on animals and have the smallest environmental impact as possible. Red Apple Lipstick Cosmetics do not contain gluten, dairy, corn, peanuts, eggs, apples even. Yeah, some people are allergic to apples uh, and so they, they go above and beyond. Uh, their products are fragrance-free, gluten-free, GMO-free, talc, and lead-free, paraben-free, petroleum and mineral oil-free, and they are also toxin-free and vegan and cruelty-free. You can buy their products at www.redapplelipstick.com and then also go to the ingredients uh, section at the bottom of their website for more. Number six is... Hint Beauty, spelled H-Y-N-T Beauty, and they have uh, their ingredients sourced from all types of botanical elements, and they have uh, natural ingredients, of course, free from parabens, nanoparticles, artificial preservatives, and gluten, and all of their products, unless otherwise stated, have been certified vegan by PETA and have received a low hazard rating on the Environmental Working Group's Skin Deep Database. They uh, don't have any um, parabens in their products. They have no gluten. They're eco-friendly, animal cruelty-free, no nanoparticles, no bismuth oxychloride, no carmine colorants, no artificial fragrances, no artificial preservatives. Uh, they use naturally derived preservatives. You can buy their products on the website. Hint Beauty, H-Y-N-T-Beauty.com, and you can go to the website Hint Beauty and then go to the ingredients section at the bottom of the website for their full list of ingredients that they use in their products. Number seven, and our last one, again, these uh, organic makeup brands are in no particular order. They're just in the numbered list. I just had to number them, but one of my favorite ones is 100% pure and they uh, go by a number of different standards, uh, namely their guaranteed pure uh, formulations that adhere to strict purity standards and will never contain harsh or toxic ingredients. They're naturally pigmented, so they come from uh, fruit, vegetables, tea, cocoa, and minerals to avoid using uh, toxic heavy metal dyes uh, and um, lakes and uh, they are completely cruelty-free. Their commitment to animal welfare means that they will never ever test on animals and that their products will always be certified cruelty-free. And as far as their ingredients, they source them uh, to, of course, avoid animal-sourced ingredients and they opt for vegan cruelty-free alternatives. You can check out their website at www.100percentpure.com. That's 100percentpure.com. You can go to explore and then their ingredients glossary for more. The eco fact of the day is that Chevron embraces solar power in order to pump oil more cheaply in California. Oil giant BP, for the second time, vows to cut oil production and invest heavily in renewables, and Tesla is now worth more than ExxonMobil, which was removed from the Dow Jones Industrial Average. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club, Sierra Magazine, in the November-December 2020 issue. The Eco Company Spotlight is where I talk about amazing eco-friendly products and services, could be apps, could be other things, uh, that are useful to you and put the planet first and really listen to you as consumers. These are eco-friendly companies, they're amazing. And if you have any favorites that you want me to review and talk about, don't be shy. You can always let me know via voicemail, via the Anchor app, or online at anchor.fm forward slash podcast. Or you can email me also at greenerthoughtspodcast.gmail.com. As you know, since February 2019, I've been doing a lot of different reviews of different companies.
things. I just talked about uh, several different eco-friendly makeup brands I've talked about as well and my experiences of them. Uh, other ones I've talked about, you know, could be snack companies, could be um, eco-friendly sustainable shoe companies, could be others. And so I really have a great time um, in the segments. One of my favorite ones uh, of all the segments I do. I, I love every part of the Green Dots program that I make, um, but this one's really fun. I can kind of expand and and give you the full uh, array uh, of this company and its state um, of what it does. And so one of the latest ones I want to talk to you about that you may like or maybe haven't heard of is called Eclat um, Natural Skin Care. So in an industry rife with uh, synthetics and other products that are made in a laboratory, uh, ACLATS uh, definitely uh, goes uh, and sets itself apart with its most pure and natural formulations as possible uh, for the products that give you the results that you deserve. They're uh, definitely committed to sustainability in a number of ways. Uh, their ingredients are 100% pure, natural ingredients. They have increased potency and effectiveness with their products. They're science-backed, doctor-recommended formulas in their products. They're also third-party uh, certified and, and verified that way. They are fast-absorbing in a few of their different applications, and their eco-friendly packaging is great too. They're also cruelty-free, made from renewable ingredients. There aren't any artificial ingredients to their products. They're natural and organic ingredients, and they're eco-friendly and are biodegradable. And of course, again, their products have high purity and potency in them. As far as their product selection, they have bath and body care products, eye care products, hair care products, skin care, and their products are in glass bottles, glass jars, and in small containers. Uh, my experience of uh, ACLAT's natural skincare has been a varied one. Um, you may have a different experience. I tried the vitamin C uh, serum face and anti-aging uh, serum and uh, I like it. It is one that I'll continue to use. I'll continue to buy it. Um, I originally, um, originally decided to buy it for dark spots, acne spots, old spots uh, on my face. Uh, and I wanted to uh, have a um, really great experience in finding something, you know, looking at the reviews on Amazon, Smile. I decided to uh, take a look more and look into the company. I'm like, okay, this seems like a really good buy. Um, they have a varied line of different products. So depending on the little color, um, it kind of proceeds what you'll see. So they have like um, a pink color, has, you know, X amount of um, products under it like facial skincare products etc then they have like the orange line and and others so you'll what you'll see on that line kind of corresponds to that i love how their ingredients are vegan which is great um and that their serums i wish particularly because that's the product that i i bought the vitamin c aging serum is that i wish that it smelled better like i don't know about you but when i think of vitamin c um, or uh, serums that are uh, in some way, they have a, 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 fruity, a fruity um, ingredient list or something of that sort, or even uh, mentions um, vitamin C or orange or anything like that. You know, I want it to almost smell like fresh orange citrus. I didn't really have that um, with the um, product, but it has great ingredients, which I can't deny. Um, they have great ingredients like purified water and organic aloe and and witch hazel and vitamin C and vegetable glycerin and uh, organic jojoba oil. So they have a lot of good ingredients there. I can't, you know, knock them for that. It's more popular in the UK, uh, Amazon shop. So, um, you know, they have 10,000, you know, reviews for the vitamin C serum alone. It's one of their most popular uh, products. So, you know, in England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, maybe y'all know something I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's official over there, um, you know, in the UK. So they really love the vitamin C serum. And I'm, I want to continue to buy it because it's, it's great overall. Um, but, you know, for me, it, it does give a, a great, almost dewy appearance, kind of. Their packaging is, is 
wonderful because it is reusable. I love it. It's glass and has a handy droplet. It's um, extremely affordable with the price. It's insane. You know, less than, you know, $10, $15. Amazing price point. Um, but there are some cons that I also acknowledge with it too. Uh, with the um, company as a whole, um, a little bit with the product too, but not too much. Um, the, it can be tacky, at least the serum. I guess maybe that's what serums in general, or maybe I'm just not using them as, as correctly as possible. I tried to use at least a, a quarter or less size of product, but it can take some time to dry, and so that's not the best feeling, you know, still having product on your face. Um, it, it, uh, you know, Eclat did say, oh, it has fast absorbing application um, to it, but I didn't really feel that, and I wanted the scent to at least smell a bit um, uh, better than light. Um, it's not like it smells chemically, to it, but I just wanted to smell uh, more citrus, more light, more refreshing, something else, um, and, and, and I wanted to blow my socks off. Um, I, I'm kind of alarmed that I couldn't find any great information on the about page or a FIQ page or a values page. Those aren't really readily available on the website, which is like shocking. I'm not really sure why, and I couldn't find... Uh, tons of certification or, or sustainable seals of approval, which maybe they're on the UK site somewhere. I'm not sure, but on the US site, it's they're not readily there. Um, but you know, since they say they're science backed, doctor recommended, and you, they have their party third party um, verification results. You know, where's the documentation? You want to be able to find that on the site. And sadly, I wasn't really able to, not dismissing or saying maybe they don't have it, but it wasn't present on that site. Maybe they have a new site, haven't updated it. I'm not sure. I'm not going to give them a benefit of doubt. I don't really do that anyway. But for me, as it stands, I'm going to give them a 3.5 out of 5 green thumbs up. You may have a different score or may love their products or they may be gold to you, but overall, um, as a company, not so much the product individually, I give them that score. So, Eclat Natural Skin Care can be found online on the website, www.myeclatshop.com. That's M-Y-E-C-L-A-T, shop, S-H-O-P.com, and also Amazon.com. So, Eclat can be found on the following social media platforms of Instagrams, where I found their page at E-C-L-A-T, natural, N-A-T-U-R-A-L, and contact contact um eclat just i reach out to them um, via their email address that they have at support at my eclat shop.com at support at m y e c l a t shop s h o p dot com thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this podcast episode it seems long overdue, and uh, in the future, I want to make more episodes about beauty. And you know, I hope you learned a, a lot more about what epi- um, what episodes you know you may want to have concerning uh, beauty to listen to, or maybe this kicks this kickstarts um, your revolution in learning about more organic makeup brands that are out there. Um, maybe some that are women owned. Maybe some that are. Um, from, uh, you know, BIPOC communities, um, maybe those that are, you know, international brands or just um, women-owned and really successful because, you know, we need to support, you know, us as women, we have to support ourselves, we should support ourselves and, you know, band together. And when it comes to beauty specifically, um, you know, it comes with enough compromise, whether you're looking at beauty standards or, you know, approval of what's deemed as uh, just pretty as far as a product. You know, some people really thrive on what others see as, you know, what is the standard for a great product. And if a product is bending the rules or is testing the norms, then some may have, you know, some some gripe against that. But it's okay uh, to, to bend the rules and it's okay to, to do things differently. And one of the things you don't want to compromise is on your health. And if some of these makeup brands, if not all of these makeup brands can can get you to change 
your beauty routine or some of the products that you love and maybe, you know, you want to pry them from your dead uh, hands or or you want someone to be able to do that and for you to make the switch, then I think it was worth it um, in all cases to make this podcast episode. I'm really happy to. I should be doing more beauty um, podcast episodes anyway, but I'm really happy to talk about this one because beauty um, is an important um, aspect, you know, of taking care of yourself and your skincare, making sure that you're healthy. You know, it increases, um, you know, a little bit uh, of your, you know, positive attributes about yourself. You know, it's your, it's your skin. And so people see, and if you can, if you do wear makeup or maybe wear a little bit of it, if you, if you want to uh, show your best self, um, at least, uh, for a little while, um, while choosing a sustainable brand, you know, why not? Um, if it's only going to be on your face for a few hours, it should be healthy and, you know, not cause any adverse effects or uh, leave your skin in a worse condition than uh, previously. So thank you again, as always, for listening and for my paid supporter, of course, of the Greener Thoughts podcast here. Uh, and I'm really excited to do other podcast episodes in the future. I have to do a bit of catching up, but uh, I always um, am mindful to thank the Greener Thoughts community um, and, you know, being really uh, thankful uh, to have you all listen and share and uh, keep uh, receiving the good news here. So as always, please take care of yourselves and please take care of the planet. See ya. Thank you.